It's cold in the Luke Kelly Show podcast studio. You're so dramatic. I'm wrapped up like a burrito right now. I got a, I got a blanket on my back, got one over my lap, and I'm still cold. I'm ready for the summer. Although the weather has been pretty nice here in Louisville lately, and it's supposed to be nice all week. I'm all for this. I might, uh, <coughs> might feel sick on Thursday though. Oh, I hate when that happens. I'm coming down with something already. Oh. I think it's called uh, golfitis. Oh. I hate when that strikes. I know. It's coming around. I mean, you were talking about it on Monday, how, like, it's just, you know, that. Listen. That, that early spring, you know. It's starting to flirt with you a little bit. Like, yeah. hey, why don't you come out and play? But the weather still could get a little bit dicey towards the end of the day when the sun is starting to set, get a little bit cooler. I know. The ground going, is still saturated. We go visit family this weekend. It's going to be like 42 degrees. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> when it's supposed to be close to 80 on Thursday. I know. Not a fan of that. I've got a work lunch tomorrow with like a high net worth company. So I'm like, oh, I actually have to dress presentable, but it's going to be like 74 degrees tomorrow. So... But it probably won't reach 74 degrees until later in the afternoon. That's true. So. And also, you know, the heat's out at my office. So. But, yeah, I was about to say, it's still cold in the morning. It is. And it stinks because, like, I get to work. I start work at 730. So it is, like, freezing cold usually when I leave. And we got an email today that the heat is out. Or four out of the six heaters for my building or out that need to get replaced. And they said, it'll be eight to 10 weeks. And they, and the office manager goes, fingers crossed that we have warm weather and it's not too cold in the office. And I'm like, we are capable of working from home. Yeah. I was so about like, to say it's 2023. We went through two years of working from home. Very well capable. Of now it. I get it tomorrow. 74 degrees. Like there's no, like I get that, you know, it will be nice enough that to, you know, to, to not need the heat running tomorrow, but it's going to get cold for a couple more days. And I'm like, if it's going to be 60 degrees in the office, then let us work from home. But anyway, I don't get that's to make your, that decision. Nor there, because you don't make those decisions. I don't. The only decisions you get to make are the decisions that you... Of what smut book I'm yeah. going to read and what quote I'm going to provide for exactly. you. Exactly. So what, what book did we stumble upon? So I picked this book. It's called The Fine Print by Lauren Asher. And she is the author that I showed you the other day that looks like a 12-year-old Disney princess. Mm -hmm. And everyone's like, this girl who looks like she's, I don't know, she probably looks like she's like 18 years old, very, very young face. And they're like, this woman's been writing the smut that I've been reading for the last couple of months. But I found this book. It was all over TikTok. It's a three-book series. Um, The... Um, first book is called The Fine Print, and essentially what it is, it is three brothers, and their grandpa was essentially Walt Disney. And But obviously, for trademark reasons, it cannot be Disney. But he was basically Walt Disney. He, he ends up passing away, and in his will, each of the grandsons um, get a letter that they have, to, and they have a certain... I guess a job or requirement they have to complete, a task they have to complete in order to get their inheritance. And their inheritance is billions of dollars. If and, he's supposed to be Mickey Mouse, then yeah, yes. it better be billions of dollars. And the stipulation is like, so in the first one, um, the 
youngest grandson, Rowan, is having to step in and be the director of Dreamland, which would be like Walt Disney World. Um, he has stepped in to be the director of Dreamland for a minimum of six months, and he has to come up with an idea that, um, I guess, like he has to figure out what, what the park's weakness is okay. and come up with a proposal on how to make this better. And then he has to present it to a... Um, a board, but he doesn't know who's on that, who's on the voting committee. The grandpa has chosen people that will be found out at a later date. So he has to go in and be this director and, and create this. And, and then, but if his proposal gets denied, he loses his inheritance. Wow. He is out of the will. And his dad, who he does not have a good relationship with his dad, gets his entire Ouch. Third of inheritance and his grandpa puts a stipulation in obviously to have him take it serious so is this guy banging Minnie mouse or what no is that his so love interest in this book he shows up on the first day and he meets this girl her name is zara and she is kind of this wild character who like shows up late for a meeting and she kind of is like this super overly positive person and he doesn't know that Zara actually had a really good relationship with his grandpa because she had always wanted to be a creator, didn't think she was good enough to be on a, on the creator team um, and ends up. So then Rowan ends up getting close to Zara because he kind of is like, I have this really weird attraction to her. Why do I like her kind of a thing? And um, because your grandpa did, but he doesn't know this. Okay. So, so anyway, let's, let's, so after a while, you know, they they get together. He decides, he's like, I'm going to date you, but it's, not, it's just going to be casual. I don't want a relationship because he plans on leaving after six months. And she's like, well, I don't mind a fuck buddy because, you know, you got needs. So That's right, in Cinderella's castle. No, they never did it. And I was really upset about that. Well, where the hell are you getting this quote from? Well, just wait. So he ends up taking her. It's two cast members. <laughs> he ends up taking her on a date. He plans a book signing in New York for one of her favorite romance authors. So she's like super excited after this. Um, and so this is uh, Zara's point of view of the thank you after the date. Okay. My knees hit the floor. Rowan's gaze follows me as I trace the thick vein down his shaft. His breathing grows heavier as I replace my hand with my tongue. I'm tentative at, per at first, tasting the slightest hint of his arousal mixed with some kind of addicted soap. I cup his balls with my free hand and I give them a squeeze. His hips surge forward. Arousal coats my tongue and I have at it, switching between deep sucks and long strokes of my tongue. Rowan's hand digs into my hair, his desperation growing as my tempo changes. I'm addicted to the man Rowan becomes with me in private. It's so unlike his unusual, quiet, withdrawn self. Because when the walls come down, his, he's voracious, greedy, as selfish during sex as he is in the boardroom. You're not too Thank happy you. with that. No, it was okay. <laughs> it was average. It wasn't as good as last week's, but last week was a hard hitter for your comeback. Yeah, I guess it's so hard because she's very similar to... Megan Quinn, where like there is multiple pages of buildup to this scene. So I would literally be having to read to you multiple pages of a scene to get the full effect of it. Skip to the point. They should know. No, you want 
I mean, I will read a, I will read a 10 page sex scene. That is great. Oh, well, I was about to say, because you complain when you're so far into the book and there's not a smut scene yet. I was, I thought that you were saying you don't mind a long build because I was going to call you out on that one because you don't like a long build. You're like, this is taking forever. I'm 138 pages okay. in and they still haven't done it. So it's frustrating when they are still in the friend, when you're like 60% in and they're still in the friend zone. Now, I'm okay when you get like 40 to 50% in and someone has prov- professed their interest mm-hmm. and it's that back and forth banter of like figuring out if the, if that's worth it or like that you get, you know, 10, you know, 10% of teasing and then you get to 60% and they've both just gone full at it. I'm good with that. But I mean There were a lot of quick like one like funny like dirty one-liners. But again, I would have read them and you would have been like, that's okay. Like the one I read to you before we started the podcast. Yeah, that like, one was okay. But like you would have been you would have been upset with it if I read it. I would have been very underwhelmed if yeah. that's what you would have came to the podcast with. Exactly. So I had to pick something. Well, hey, I'm glad you still picked one. I'm Like I, I said, it wasn't bad. So now I've started book two. But it was very <laughs> Disney-esque. Oh. Okay. Well, I started book two and apparently the second brother is... A little bit raunchier. Good. Um, his name is Declan, and his task is he has to be has to get married and have a child before he can take over as the CEO. Does he ha- Does he need to have a boy? No. Oh, okay. Um. So I, I was like, that would be some real old school shit. Like, you better make sure that you can carry on the family name. No. Before you get my my money and my land and all that shit. He doesn't care about that. But so basically where I'm at right now in the second book is he basically tells his secretary, you need to find me a wife. And so she finds someone and he meets his basically arranged marriage, his arranged wife and scares her off and she runs away. And now should have called the lady for millionaire matchmaker. So now, well, he, he he asked his secretary, he goes, can you just get me a mail order bride? Like that would just be a little bit easier than this. 90 day fiance. <laughs> yeah. Um, be the guy with no neck. So I've just now, like I'm only on chapter three and basically his secretary has been like, well, fuck, I'm not going to ruin my life because if he's gone, I don't have a job. Right. So yeah. she agrees to be the fiance. So she's like, great. Now I have to marry this man. And she's thinking, well, I mean, it's just you can get divorced later on. She's like, but I have to have a kid. It's a little bit earlier than my five-year plan, but I guess I'll start it early. Well, hopefully that book has a good quote. I know, but she's smart because she's freaking having a kid with the dude. And even if they end up getting divorced, she's going to get half the money. Prenup. When you have that much money. Yeah, but when you got a kid, she's at least going to get the child support off of him. Right. She'll get that, and she'll get the child support that is adjusted to the kid's style of living. Yep. So who knows? Maybe like, they'll fall in love. It's like Kanye West <laughs> has to pay like $40,000 a month in child support to Kim Kardashian for the kids to go to school, to have security guards. Yep. Yeah, it's it's steep. All right. Well, when you think of when, when when North asked, Mom, why do paparazzi always follow you and Dad around? And she's like, your dad is this really famous, you know, rapper and everyone loves him and mommy is has so many talents that she just can't list them all yeah 
One That's day. like one of my favorite scenes from Keeping Up with the Kardashians. She's like, mommy has so many talents. She just can't name them all. Yeah, we all know what they are, Kim. <laughs> one day your daughter will know. It's not, that would be a tough one to swallow as a kid. I mean, the devil works harder, but. <sighs> That's tough. All right, well, thanks for coming by. We'll talk to you next week. All right, bye. Appreciate it. If you have low testosterone, there's no need to call Frank Thomas or Doug Flutie and get whatever that they're pushing. I don't know what product it is. All you need in your life if you have some low T is Coke or Pepsi. There was a research project that was done. It used mice to do this research. And it gave mice Pepsi or or Coca-Cola. And they gave it to them over a period of time. And then there was another set of mice that just got water. That's all they got to drink. But if that group got water, they could drink as much as they want. If mice were in the control group that got Pepsi or Coke, they had a limited number of intake when it came to that soda. But after it was all said and done, the data that they collected, the mice that drank Coke or Pepsi actually had bigger testicles and more testosterone. Think about that for a second. The stuff that you're drinking on a daily basis is powerful enough to make your cojones bigger and give you higher testosterone levels. So if you really want to balance it out and you've been taking steroids, mix in a Coke every once in a while so that way your balls don't get so small. That's all you have to do. It's really odd that research money is spent on measuring if testosterone levels could be improved based off of mice drinking Coke or Pepsi. Isn't that bizarre? I feel like that whenever research projects are done, they should have a bigger improvement to the world to it. Like doing more research on rats for cures for cancer. The testosterone levels, I don't think we really need that. I think we could hold off on that. Some gym rats like, no, dude, I've been shooting up steroids for years now, and I'm trying to look for something to make my testes bigger and get my testosterone even further up, bro. That's what one gym rat's saying. Not like a gym rat, gym rat, but I mean like a person that goes to the gym all the time. Because mice actually were the control subst- or control group during this study. It's bizarre. It's not one article that I ever thought I would read. I was just looking through Google News. If you have an iPhone, you might you might do this. Go to the news section, and you could get different stories all the time on there. It's like really this. This is an article. Everything that's going on in the world, this thing, that's how I felt when I saw this pop up in my Google News. Like, why why does Google think that I need to see this study 
about testosterone. No idea. Maybe they think I have low T. Maybe that's the issue. Maybe it was a a low-hanging fruit for me. They just wanted to dangle it right in front of me just so I would read that article and start drinking soda again. I, I tell you this, not drinking soda again. No, thank you. As much as I crave a Dr. Pepper every once in a while, I'm not getting back into it because the moment that I start drinking soda again, I'm in. And I can't stop. Like Dr. Pepper, fantastic. You don't really have to worry about me getting bigger testicles or higher testosterone levels because I would be staying away from Coke and Pepsi. I'm not trying to drink things that could boost those levels, but also could take rust off of things. I don't want to be drinking that stuff. Even though Dr. Pepper could possibly do the same things, I don't know if they tried that. I ain't drinking that stuff. Not never. I did back in the day, so I can't say not never. I did once before. You know what's one thing that I used to do back in the day? I used to listen to my parents during Lent. If you're Catholic, I think you know what I'm about to say. But when you grow up Catholic, during Lent, you can't eat meat on Fridays. And today, the Lenten season kicks off. Ash Wednesday. You might have noticed some people around your town or at work walking around with ashes on their forehead. To me, it's weird. I always found it weird. I'm like, oh, it's a weird religious, religious flex that you have. An ash on your forehead. Cool. So in the Catholic religion, it's to say, they say, that on Wednesdays, the start of the Lenten season, you can't eat meat. And then every Friday until Lent is over, you can't have meat. Have to eat fish. You can eat peanut butter and jelly, whatever. You just can't eat meat. I was always mind blown by this as a kid. And I always asked why. I'm like, why? Why do we have to do this? I don't know. It's just what we have to do. It's what the church tells us. No one could ever give me a good answer. I don't want cheese pizza. I don't want to go to the fish fry. Even though I do enjoy a good fish fry now as an adult, as a kid, I didn't want to go to a fish fry. cheese pizza. Give me pepperoni. Give me sausage. This plain giant fucking pizza. Feed that to the birds. I don't want that. I spent my whole life trying to figure out why Catholics couldn't eat meat on Fridays. Why we couldn't eat it on Ash Wednesday. I challenged my mom on this for years upon years upon years, and then this thing called Google came along. Came my best friend in this instance. But I did a research paper on my own. This wasn't even a research paper that I was doing for school because I waited till the last minute to do those. But I found online, and this could be just a conspiracy. It might be. That the reason Catholics eat meat 
on Fridays during Lent is the 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 fishing industry was ran by the Catholics. It was ran by the Catholic Church, and they're like, huh, what's a way that we can push people to eat fish more? That thing that we called Lent, you know, 40 days, 40 nights, what if we tell them on Fridays they can't eat meat and they have to buy fish to eat for dinner? I'm just saying that's what I read. This was research that I did a really long time ago, and it wasn't the only time that I ever heard that, too. When I was in college, I had a professor who actually told a story that was very similar to that. He gave a lot more detail in there and how the Catholic Church was controlling a lot of different things at that time, but the biggest reason why Catholics didn't eat meat on Fridays during Lent was because they controlled the fishing industry and they needed to get rid of as much fish as possible. So now I have to blame the fishermen from hundreds upon thousands of years ago now for my childhood trauma of not being able to eat a pepperoni pizza or sausage pizza on Fridays or a burger because these people tried to tell me, you can't have meat today. Dude, it's a thousand times better than anything else you're going to serve me today. Shit was trash. Remember going to school? <coughs> I didn't even go to a Catholic school. But on Fridays during Lent, they had, th- this was the option. Okay. Cheese pizza? This is even worse. Cheese pizza? Or peanut butter and jelly? Every Friday, that was the that was the combination that they had for school lunch. What the fuck? Can't throw a cheeseburger in there? That was my one time out of the day as a kid. To try and eat meat was during lunch. The best part was, though, as a kid, and I tried to do this, was to go over to a friend's house that was not Catholic and didn't give a rat's ass like their parents didn't care. Like, yeah, going to Mickey D's tonight, getting McNuggets, burgers. They didn't care. But then there was other Friday nights that I would go over to another friend's house that was Catholic, and we had to follow those guidelines. That stinks. We had to worry about that, but yet we would we would go to hell for eating meat on Fridays. But hey, a priest and what he does that doesn't send him to to hell. You probably know exactly what I'm trying to say right there, but I'm not saying it. You know what priests like to do. But there's a spot for them. But me, for eating meat on Fridays during Lent, I'm going to hell. Poor me. I always knew I was going to get there anyway. Like I told someone else earlier today. 
if that's if that's the the basis of going into heaven or going to hell, eating meat on Fridays, done a lot of worse things in my life that I'm already going there. So might as well enjoy my Fridays with a little meat. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. All right, Sunday will be another episode of, or not Sunday, but Monday will be another episode of the Luke Kelly Show. I'm probably going to record that one really early because I'm going to be traveling uh, this weekend. So I'll probably record it sometime this week so I don't have to rush back home, record a podcast, be tired, do all that shit. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate, appreciate that. All right, I'll talk to you on Monday. Thanks for showing up here to the Luke Kelly Show.